0: Welcome to the Lincoln World Podcast. I'm your host, Ray G, and I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. I just wanted to hop on here and talk to y'all, Lincoln Nation. We uh, we still at the top, and 15-2. Um, and 15-2. Hmm. I don't know about y'all, but that got me feeling real, real good. I mean, we almost through 20 games. Real close to that, and we looking good, as I expected us to. Um, I hope we continue it, and uh, don't play with it, don't play with it, keep piling up these wins, because we gonna need them, the West is stacked, y'all, it's all jumbled, it is jumbled up, let me find my phone, let's get into these standings, let me let me change the show up a little bit today, and we are gonna start off talking about the standings, as you know, this is all things Lakers, with a tad bit of NBA, so... Today's going to be that tad bit of NBA because I'm a basketball fan, Laker fan, basketball fan. Love it all, man. I love it. I love the game. Just a nerd for it. Um, so we're going to talk about the standings, y'all. We're going to talk about the standings. You know, Milwaukee on top for the East to be suspected. You know, I believe that. Um, I believe we all knew that was going to happen. I believe Miami was a surprise team. But, you know, with Jimmy there, I'm not too surprised. Um, I think Miami's been a solid team. They were just missing that star. So that's good. Um, Boston's on, um on third place. Uh I thought Boston would probably hover around five or six, but uh, still early. So third place is cool. And then at one point remember y'all there was first seed along with us. Um we was we was jockeying back and forth for the best record in the NBA, and they fell off a little bit um, with the injuries to Gordon Hayward and Kimball Walker. So a speedy recovery to Gordon Hayward, and I haven't been keeping up, so I don't know if Kimball Walker is back yet, but I'm praying for a speedy recovery for him too. Hate the I hate that part of the game where players get injured. Um, that's one bad part of the game, but um, praise up to them, and I hope they come back uh, soon. So we got... Toronto at number four. I mean, I told y'all before, Toronto's not a scrub of a team even without Kawhi. Um, again, I'm just giving my thoughts on the overall um, NBA standings right now. So, Philly. Philly, I thought Philly would be playing around one and two and three. So, I thought they would be um, one through three, but as of right now, they are the fifth seed... I know Joel Embiid had that zero point game last night. Not a good look, but hey, it is what it is. Hopefully he can back uh, bounce back from that one and uh, dominate. Uh, Philly's a solid team. I like the Al Horford pickup and the Jas the Josh Richardson pickup was a good pickup. Indiana at six, man Oladipo can't wait for Oladipo to come back. He is such a he's a solid player. I feel like he should be one of the, he should have been a part of the most improved player before he got injured, because remember that stint in OKC, okay, it wasn't it. But when he got to the Pacers, then I feel like he really found himself. Brooklyn at seven, that makes sense. Kyrie's been injured, I believe. That's a solid team. Seven is cool for them. They don't have no KD right now, so I don't expect them to be too far up. I really thought they'd probably be kind of sort of fighting. The AC, so seven, eight, nine is where I expect Brooklyn to be. So we got Orlando and eight. Orlando has made the playoffs, so I'm not surprised by that. They have a solid team, and then they picked somebody up. Who was it that they picked up? Alfaro Camino, I I remember that, and they got Michael Carter Williams, Markel Fultz. From what I've been hearing, he's been balling. I haven't watched not one Orlando Magic game, so I can't even. Really gives too much insight on their team, but I've heard folks. Folks been balling, so that's good for him since he's left uh, Philly. Maybe he's able to find himself a little more. Then we have Washington at nine. Mm, yeah, I probably thought they'd be a little lower, but I guess they they may be able to fight for eight. But again, guys, remember it's still early, so I can't. I'm not giving playoff. Thoughts or prediction, or anything like that. I'm just saying, Detroit is at ten. Uh, Charlotte, Detroit. I thought Detroit would probably be where Indiana's at, or no, where Brooklyn's at. I thought Detroit, Detroit would be a little better, but I guess not. Charlotte, Charlotte is Charlotte. Chicago Bulls sub 500 teams, good young team. Kobe White and Zach Levine's gonna make a hell of a backcourt. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Man, there's really not much to say about them. They've been trashed since Brown left. Atlanta. Atlanta had a fast start and now they're starting to taper off. Like I said, I haven't watched none of their games really. Let's see what where he at Trey Young. Trey Young. That's what I'm looking at. Trey Young is averaging 26 points, four rebounds, eight assists. That's nice. That's pretty nice. Let's get to the, the you know, the best side. The uh the west side. The west side, the best side. The Lakers, of course, are Los Angeles Lakers. Y'all already know what it is. Coming in at 15 and 2, the best record in the conference, the best record in the NBA. Yes. You feel me? Yes. This is what we're doing right now. We gonna, I'ma gonna skip over them because this show is about them. So let me let me let me run down the rest right quick. I don't want this to get too long. Um Denver's at two, where I expect to be. Clippers at three, makes sense. To me, the surprise team here is Dallas. Dallas has been playing a very good brand of basketball. Luka Doncic has been doing his thing, so that's what's up. Houston at five. I thought Houston may be at three where the Clippers in. I thought the, the Clippers may be at two, but again, it's still early, so we'll see. Utah is pretty solid, of course, uh, finding himself, Bogdanovich was a good pickup along with Mike Conley, so they're going to do some damage along the season and probably in the playoffs. Uh, Minnesota's Minnesota, they're cool. I don't think they really had any impactful pickups like that. Jordan Bell um yeah, they didn't pick up anybody that that's noteworthy. Not no disrespect to Jordan Bell or any other players. Phoenix tapered off as we expected. They're at eight and eight. They had a hot start, but we all knew that wasn't gonna last. Sacramento's nine, makes sense. Oklahoma City ten. They got Chris Paul still, so I think Chris Paul going to keep them from being the worst team in the uh, NBA. New Orleans uh moving along. Portland, I, Portland, I'm surprised at how bad they're playing, um, but I know it's due to a lot of injuries. I really thought Portland would probably be about five, four or five, but they're 12. San Antonio... San Antonio be starting off slow, but then they come out of nowhere and somehow always make the goddamn playoffs. That's a pop team. Pop always has his teams um, ready to go. So I wouldn't be surprised if San Antonio would just go on a crazy win streak because, you know, the Pop, you know, he's a good coach. So Memphis, I mean, John Morant, I'm going to get on him and, and Memphis Grizzlies in a bit, so we'll skip over that and go to State. How times has changed. That is so crazy how last year – Lakers is one of the worst teams to now being the best team in the NBA while Golden State is the worst team in the NBA. That is crazy what time and energy uh, energy injury can do to a team. I mean, we're talking Golden State, one of the best teams in NBA history to go 73 and 9, to have KD, have Steph, have Klay, have Draymond, have DeMarcus Cousins. And we're like, oh, this is a juggernaut. Last year, nobody wanted to see him. It was like, damn. Um, to now, they're like, if you want to win, go play Golden State. But that's all due to injury. Um, I think that if Clay and Steph was uh, healthy, they'd probably be, you know, top top five team. I don't know if they will be uh, the number one team. They don't scare me anymore like that because I feel like teams teams can figure out how to. Um, guard them. I'm not saying that they're not a good team, but I'm just saying I feel like you know if you can trap, if you can shut down Clay and you shut down Curry, pretty much the rest is history. And that's easier said than done because we already know how they can how they can light them up. Yeah, I, Draymond his shooting definitely does nothing for me. And people, you gotta realize how impactful Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston was to that team. So I don't think that they're going to be as strong as they were i mean some people may call me crazy i think that they're still going to be good obviously like that's obvious anybody that don't think they're a top team is crazy but i'm saying that i think they'll be they may be a little easier to guard now because there's not that question of who do you leave open um so we done with that nba talk it's you know it's it's gonna be a fun season hopefully for us let's get into our lakers man Let's get into our Lakers, and I'm sorry it took me (laughs) damn near 11 minutes to get into our Lakers, but I wanted to talk NBA a little bit, man. Don't judge me. I'm a fan of the game. I'm a fan of the game, Laker Nation. Y'all already know what it is. Love my Lakers, but I love the game. So, let's get into this. First game, the Memphis Grizzlies. I think what I'm going to try to do, y'all, I think I'm going to just give y'all a show every other game, because... I, I, with work and stuff like that, I don't know if I have the time to give you a show every single after every single game, because then I gotta edit and I'll be tired from work. So I'm gonna start off, I'm gonna give you this is the schedule. Going forward, I'm gonna give you a show every other game. So how it went was we played Memphis. I didn't give a show on Memphis, and we played San Antonio. So I'm giving you a show on San Antonio. So every other game, you're gonna get a podcast from me until, you know, hopefully I can get a little more energy, a little more time in to possibly start trying to give you guys a show every game. And if that is the case, then it might be short shows um, to start. So the first game was Memphis. These slow starts sometimes, they annoy me because I'm just like, yo, we got to start better, we got to do better. But I get it because it was off of a back-to-back, so – that, that part that makes me feel like we give these trash teams too much breathing air. Like, we we give them too much of a leeway to feel themselves, to make them think, oh, shit, we got a chance to beat them. And I'm not saying that we should go into the games cocky and not respect the teams because, again, back on my podcast before this, I spoke about respecting teams, and you must res- respect every team. Um, But with that being said... I still feel like the Lakers need to match energy, and they don't match energy. And that's what pisses me off the most, that they don't like to match energy, man. They just come out and just be like, whatever with it. And I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Like I'm just like, just come out and handle your business. But, again, that was off of back-to-back. Um, I did see on Twitter LeBron was saying how there was a concert outside his room, so they didn't get to get their naps in and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm going to cut them some slack, but piss me off. It's pissing me off that they don't be matching energy. Memphis came out shooting eight for eight. I want to say that they are, the I believe they were the team that shoots the fewest amount of threes or makes the fewest amount of threes or something along that line. But yet they come, they play the Los Angeles Lakers, and then they're like a fucking globetrotter team. Like what is going on? What is going on? We know what's going on. Every team is going to give us their best shot. That's what's going on. And we get that. And that's why it goes back to the Lakers matching energy. That's exactly why it goes back to that. We have to match energy. But I mean, for some strange reason, they don't. they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. They like to play comeback. They like to make things harder. They like to give us heart attacks. Because, well, my, I'm tired of my goddamn heart beating fast. Two minutes <laughs> left in the game, my goddamn heart about to pop out my chest because the Lakers want to play. Come on now. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. Memphis shot 8 for 8. That's crazy. Where the hell was our defense? That shit went on hiatus. Uh, we Like I said before, we missing Avery, man. We missing him. And I'm not saying just Avery is creating that mishap on defense, but I'm saying he's a big part of what we do. Um, defensively, but we just gotta get back to where we at. Um the Memphis game was way too close. They was way it was way too close. And John Morant man John Morant I've never watched that guy play. But he he's a, man, he's gonna be nice. He gonna be nice in this league, man. I like his game. I like the kids game. He's real nice. That game was way too close though y'all. And that's that was one of the beginnings of the refs turning into uh, uh, Stevie Wonder, and they don't see shit all of a sudden. They don't see nothing. LeBron drives to the lane. He gets hacked. What does the refs do? Nothing. Anybody else going to the lane from the opposing team, they get breathed on, and the ref starts to blow the whistle. Come on now. Come on. Come on. It's like it's like Braun and uh, Dwight Howard get they get penalized for being stronger than other players, for being, you know, freaking nature type shit. They, uh, they get penalized for that. And that sucks, man. He That man don't get no calls. But Bron, got to fix them fucking free throws. Ain't no point of you driving a goddamn paint if we ain't getting no free throw, if you ain't making the free throws, bro. Come on, we got to fix that. But that's always been his Achilles heel. He'll be fine, though. He always, he always gets us right. So I ain't really tripping on that. Um, but again, um, the Memphis game was a grinded out game. They say that Memphis is grit and grind, but Lakers played grit and grind in that game. I think they're going away from that that grit and grind, slow go, slow go, slogan. Anyways, so they try to change their style up. But Memphis is a solid young team. Uh, they'll be nice in the future. They probably maybe one star away from from making something happen. I believe that's that on that game. Our superstars came to play, and they made sure that we got that win, and uh, I'm appreciative of that, you know, hence getting us to 15-2. and two. So now we go on to San Antonio. The San Antonio game. Again, here goes this team shooting lights out against the Lakers. Don't even shoot threes, but they shooting lights out against the Lakers, and I believe San Antonio is also a team that don't take that many threes. <laughs> Yet again, They shoot them, they make them. And it's like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is that every team really goes and have like a green light on this shit. Like, it's crazy. And, again, you know, the Lakers got to match that energy. But the San Antonio game was pretty much a back-and-forth game. LaMarcus Aldridge did his thing at the mid-range. He's a beast at the mid-range. But LaMarcus Aldridge isn't really consistent. He's in and out. Some days he has that that mid-range going, other days he doesn't. Last night, unfortunately, for the Lakers, he had it going, man. He had it going. It's like he couldn't miss. And I'm like, boy, you're just going to try to keep them in the game, just shoot them into the game. And uh, DeMar DeRozan, also a mid-range beast. He's real good at the turnaround, Jay. Good, good, Good footwork. Um, so they was killing us from the mid-range, and they at one point they was kind of sort of killing us from the three-point line. Um, that was pretty much a back-and-forth game. Pretty, it was a fun game, though, man. It was a fun game to watch. And then LeBron took over. LeBron took over. This is a game that I want to read the stats on because it was pretty interesting. It was very interesting how AD had a rough game to start. He really didn't do much. Um, I don't want to say that LaMarcus was clamping him because I don't feel like he was clamping him. I think AD was just off, um, honestly. I think he was just off a little bit. He, uh, I don't know what he ended up with. Let me see what AD ended up with, guys. AD ended up with 19, 12, and 6 on 36% shooting. Um, did he make a 3? Yeah, he went 1 for 6 from the 3-point line. So, um, yeah, he had a weird game. Not a weird game, but kind of an off game, which he's, he's do, he's human. You know, he's human. Every game ain't going to be the perfect game. So, I mean, I ain't really tripping on that. How many blocks did he get? Two blocks. I think uh, the Memphis game he had five blocks. So defensive player of the year, Mr. Anthony Davis, is what it's going to be. Um, McGee was balling with the, the, the uh, paint protection. So shout out to my boy McGee. Danny Green had a, a subpar shooting game. He was a three for seven. I mean, I think that's what he's going to be around. But he he stuck, man, he got I didn't know he had nine rebounds. Danny Green with the nine rebounds. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Kyle Pope. So KCP, like I told y'all before, he's been balling. So that's a good thing for us. He uh 14 points. He actually kept us in the game in the third quarter because I felt like we was San Antonio was going on a run, then KCP went on a run of his own. Him and the LaMarcus artists was trading buckets, two for three. Trading buckets with LaMarcus, that was cool. Then we can move on to Rondo. Now, Rondo, I skipped over Kuz. I go back to Cous. Um, Rondo was solid. Rondo was pretty solid. He was hitting them threes, man. He was hitting those threes. And we all know Rondo definitely didn't have a three-point shot um, in his Boston days, in his prime days. Everybody would go under the, the screen on Rondo because they knew he couldn't shoot. Um, i don't know if they want to do that now i don't know if people are convinced that he has a good three-point shot i'm i don't know if i'm convinced that he does i think he's he's an okay three-point shooter he's not the person that i definitely want taking this three-point shot all the time but if it's open and he has to take it shit, take the shot and he Rondo when Rondo makes it he makes it but when he misses it it's like he missed badly but when he make it it'd be all net so it that's all you hear. The best one, the best sounds in basketball. <laughs> so, shout out to Rondo. Coos um, is still getting back from that injury, man, from that eye injury. He's still trying to uh, work his way back. He had a 3 for 10 shooting night and gave us 10 points. So, I look forward to Coos getting back to his 18 points per game whenever that happens, hopefully soon rather than later because sooner, I believe, Coos starts to get his confidence back and the sooner he starts to play as himself, that's when we could start alternating resting Bron and AD on games, on um, different games. So I believe if Kuz went back to that 20 points uh, per night player, then you can go ahead and let's say a Washington, we play Washington. All right, we're going to sit Bron down. Or as a matter of fact, we're going to sit AD down since AD been dealing with injury. All right, we're going to sit AD down for this game. Bron and Kuz, I need y'all to bring it home. And then vice versa, all right, we're going to sit Bron down. AD and Kuz, I need y'all to bring it home. So hopefully Cools get back to the Kuz, um real soon, and we could depend on him for that um, that third star um, that we need. Um, and then we have the next one, Troy Daniels. Thank God he got out his shooting slump, because I'm like, that's my guy, Troy Daniels, man. I already told you I liked him when he – Leading us up in Memphis. I was like, this guy is nice. And then he came to the Lakers. I was like, okay, cool. Caruso still working his way back from injury. He didn't really do much in this game. He 0-2 with uh, one assist. Dwight fouled out almost. So the Dwight, Dwight only had uh, one rebound in, what, 16 minutes? 17 minutes, one rebound, five five fouls. So he couldn't even get in a groove, and he didn't take no shots. So it was Really wasn't much the white did in that game. Quinn Cook didn't play and Duds didn't play, so overall that game was nice. Braun put us on his on his back, and look, look, the refs was just making it hard on him. He would drive, he's getting hacked, he getting hit, he getting scratched, he's bleeding, and they still no cause. Like I would have thought these fucking refs choked on a whistle. As much as they swallowed their whistle when Brown was driving to the goddamn um paint and didn't get no calls. Like I would think these, these people choked on the fucking whistle. Cause it, I don't know how y'all didn't see it. We see it from home and y'all right there and don't see shit. It ain't that they don't it ain't that they don't see it. They don't wanna see it. They you know, they swallowing their whistle like they, you know, it is what it is. So and they wanna play, you know, bird cage or bird song, whatever the fuck that movie's called, Bird Box. They wanna act like they're in the bird box when he runs into into the lane. But it is what it is. Bron said, fuck that. <laughs> y'all ain't gonna call Okay, okay, I got something for you. I'll say less. He got pissed. I said it on my Twitter, I said, Oh, Braun pissed. Hey, they y'all done pissed him off 'cause let's see you know, he's splashing threes. Splash. Just hitting him. And, you know, they done pissed him off, and I don't blame him. I can't run through the lane, get my ass beat, and I don't get nothing for it. But if we breathe on the next player, then it's a foul. Nah, nah. So I get it. So, you know, shout-out to LeBron. He's playing incredible, you know, right now. And he's playing like the best player in the league. He's playing like the league MVP. I don't want to hear it from the media saying it that, that Kawhi is or whoever else. He's LeBron's doing his thing. Um, that was a, a great game yesterday. I don't think he had a triple double. Was he close to one? I know he had thirty three points. He had a uh, thirty three, four rebounds, and fourteen assists. Um, he like I said, he don't need a triple double every night. He got teams, a team that's gonna help him out. Man, sh- shout out to Bron. Hopefully, we continue this this winning streak and continue pounding on the wins because we gonna need it. And uh, hopefully, we get to a point where we can uh, rest Bron and rest AD eventually. And people keep saying what um, Skip Bayless says, oh, he's dangerously close, playing all these minutes. He's 34 years old. Oh, man, we wouldn't want to see him get injured. First off, don't, don't wish injury on nobody. Don't put that shit in the same sentence. Injury and players, don't put that in the same sentence. Don't wish it. Don't speak into existence. Don't do none of that. One thing that you're forgetting, LeBron is well-rested. He set out for the whole summer. He did not play one playoff game. He sat out before the season was over. So why are y'all trying to make it seem like he's not rested? He's rested. He'll be fine. This is the most rest he's gotten since he's been in the league. So, yes, he's going to ball out. He's rested. He's been able to mentally and physically rest himself, mentally and physically. That does a lot. Mental health is just as important as your physical health. And I feel like he was able to mentally, you know, debunk and mentally get get away from the game and mentally, you know, refresh. It. He's refreshed mentally and physically. Because he's not worried, oh my God, we gotta go through this series, we gotta go through that. All he had to worry about was getting back healthy, getting back in shape, enjoying his time with his family, shooting Space Jam three. Space Jam Three, Space Jam two, my bad, y'all. So that's all he had to worry about and that's probably what he needed and that's probably why he's playing the way he's playing now. So for everybody keeps saying oh, we gotta rest, we gotta rest, we gotta rest him, he's fine. I think Brown is a okay and I think if he needs rest, when he wants to come out of the game, he'll say it. Other than that, you know, yes he's 34, yes he's an older player, yes he's a better, but he takes extreme care of his body and he's he spends millions of dollars on his body, so I think he knows his body better than Skip Bayless does. You know, to say that, oh, my God, he's dangerously close. I believe it's the least minutes he's been playing in his career. And hopefully once Kuz gets back to Kuz, he can play even less because Kuz can push the lead. But LeBron's fine. I think he'll be okay. So we 15-2, and two, y'all. I'm extremely happy about that. We got the Pelicans next. This podcast is getting a little long. Let me hurry it up a little bit. We got the Pelicans next. That means Brandon Ingrams comes in. or We we go to Smoothie King Arena. We're going to go ahead and play Uh, Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans. I believe Lonzo's going to play. I don't know if Josh Hart's going to play because I know he's been hurt. But, you know, they got this game circled on their calendar. They going to come out swinging. They going to come out swinging like they've never swung before, just hoping and praying that they beat our asses. And what I need the Lakers to do is match that energy. Match that energy. If we match that energy, play the defense that we've been playing, um, shoot the way we shoot. Just play our game. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Teach them young bucks a thing or two. You know, teach them a thing or two. You gotta. B.I. has always been this player, and he's just now getting recognition because he's on the Pelicans, where he has to do this. He's always been a good player. So, but I believe bi. You can. He is an ISO player. He could be stopped. He's not unstoppable. Lonzo, we already know Lonzo um, and Josh Hart. Who knows who he's gonna play. The one player that I worry the most about is J.J. Redick and um, Drew Holiday. Those are two players that, you know, you want to make sure that you scout them and make sure we have them covered because, you know, J.J. come off them curls and come off them picks and and splash on us, and we've been having issues with the the perimeter D, so we got to get back to that. So I'm looking forward to this Pelicans game. Can't wait to watch it on Wednesday. Um, I hope and pray the Lakers come out with a dub because you never know. Again, you gotta respect every team, and this is a, this game is probably circled on the New Orleans Pelicans' um, calendar. I don't know if it's circled on Lakers. It might be circled on ADs, but I don't know. Both teams probably excited to play each other. I know Brown probably want to see the young cats, and vice versa. They probably you know want to prove that point. You know they shouldn't have been traded. You gonna regret traded. You gonna regret trading me. And X, Y, and Z and Anthony Davis' first game back. A lot of hype. It's going to be a lot of hype on this game. Um, hopefully he doesn't have any, like, butterflies or nothing like that. It just I don't know. Well, he'll be fine. It's going to be a fun game. And uh, I just look forward to Lakers getting his W and pushing that win streak. Um, but this is going to do it for this episode of Laker Run Podcast. I'm your host, Ray G., uh, make sure you go follow me on Twitter at RAE underscore G33. Again, R-A-E underscore G33. And I did make an Instagram that I'm on, just starting that up. Um, that's at Lake and Realm Pod. Go ahead and give me a follow on there. It'd be greatly appreciated if I can get a little more followers on there. Like I said, we're just trying to grow the show. And you know, make it successful for you guys to be able to voice yourself, and everybody can shoot me a message and shoot me, you know, whatever it is, and voice their pain, and I can let us let y'all know. Y'all can speak to me, you know, however y'all want to do it. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It's greatly appreciated. And I am out.